Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Loving Alliance for Peace podcast. <clears throat> it's your favorite hippie. Today on the Loving Alliance for Peace podcast, we will be talking about cannabis cultivation, meditation, and mushrooms. So let's get into it. So let's get right into it. Um, so I guess we should start with cannabis cultivation. Um, I, myself was a cannabis cultivator for the longest time in my life, um, for a little while, um, I wish I could still do it, I'm trying to get back into doing it, but I'm gonna t- tell you all about how to properly cultivate cannabis, and the proper ways to do it without fucking up your crop, or having a shitty crop, so, we're, let's start with sowing the seed, you know, I mean, that's the most tedious part of it, is getting that seed to germinate, and getting that seed to come up out of that fucking soil so a lot of people think that you have to um you have to bury it so deep you got to do all these things to it when in reality if you just keep that soil loose and keep that soil um what's the word i'm looking for if you keep that soil loose and throw the seed just on the top of the soil don't push it in don't do anything and throw a thin layer of dirt, not so thin that you can see the fucking seed, but thin enough where it's covering it where you can't see it. Water it, put a little bit more dirt on top of it, and don't pack it down. Because cannabis naturally germinates in um, light soil or more um, lighter soil. I forgot the word I was looking for. Let's hit this bowl, shall we? I just beat that. <laughs> so anyway. So once that seed germinates, you really um, are at the easiest, the, one of the second hardest parts. It's not the most hardest part, but one way you can aid that seed in germinating is you can put a, um, a, paper, a wet paper towel over the top of it. And even getting a bar light, like they have bar lights, that are made for growing cannabis i recommend using um hps or hps lights or fluorescent bulbs or led or um, cfl lights work great um don't use those little twisty bulbs that you get from goodwill or from walmart do not use those it really doesn't um help with cultivate it doesn't provide it enough light you have to use so many so now that you've got your seed popping up out of the soil, it's like, oh, well, what do I do now? You, you're going to want to buy, there's a certain brand from Clonex. It's called um, um, seed, it's Seedling Nutrient. Forgot the specific name of it because it's been so many years. But it gives it just enough nutrients on the seedling doesn't burn and so the seedling gets what it needs um there's also different ways of feeding your seedlings you can use um foliar feeding which i rec- i recommend foliar feeding in every stage of veg or any anybody who veges for however long you shouldn't be vegging for very long um if you're doing an indoor grow outdoor grow you have no control over how long your veg is unless you're using shading but that's, that's a completely different process. We're talking about indoor growing now. Outdoor growing, that's for another episode. 
but now say your seedling is four or five weeks in, it's got its second set of leaves, it's got its first set of leaves. How do you tell if it's a male or female? Now, the stem, if you look at the stem, there would be two hairs on it. Two sets of hairs on it. If it's going straight up and down, if there's two there going straight up and down, it's a female. If there's none on there, it's a male. Now, males aren't necessarily bad. I do not recommend throwing out your males. Never throw out your male cannabis plants, ever. Never throw out your male cannabis plants. Unless you wanna have to buy $60 packs of seeds off Crop King. What you do is you buy a cup, three males and like five females or whatever way, whichever number combination you want to do, you know what I'm saying? And then you seed one crop, you seed one female, use her strictly for seeds. Buy a separate tent for seeding, buy one separate tent for seeding, one separate tent for um, flower, and one separate tent for veg, because I cannot stress how, how important it is to learn how to seed a crop properly. So now, back to your seedling only having its first set of leaves, or its second set of leaves. Now it needs um, potassium you don't use until until flower, because um, no, that, that, that's phosphorus. Um, it needs a lot of nitrogen. Your plant needs a lot of nitrogen. Not so much that you're burning it, but just enough to get it through its cycle. It needs that. Now, where a lot of people make a mistake with killing their plants with nutrients is they overfeed. If you overfeed, you're gonna nitrogen, you're gonna burn your plant, and the nitrogen toxicity, the leaves will look very dark and very green, like abnormally green. Like, green, like um fake grass you know like the fake grass like that you buy for your cats or whatever it'll look green like fake grass now what that's what you don't want you want to feed water three times in between feed water three times in between feed water three times in between and you water as needed only when the soil is completely dry unless it's if it's not dry all the way through the pot don't water I don't care how wilty that motherfucker is. You do not water that fucker. Now, you've watered, you've fed your plant your first time. Now what? You're nervous. Leave the fucker alone. Don't obsess over your plants. Put the seed in the ground. Make a schedule. And fucking take care of the fucker. It's just a plant. Don't obsess over it. So now, you have this plant. You fed it. Leave it alone. Close the tent. Let the light timer do what it needs to do. You shouldn't be going in your tents looking at your plants every fucking day. Unless you have a bug problem like spider mites, thrips, aphids, or um, PM, powdery mildew. Unless you have those issues, you should not be looking in your tents every motherfucking day. And plus, if you actually sterilized your tents, you would not have that issue with your cannabis plants with getting issues. You would not have that kind of issue with your cannabis plants. If you you cleaned your pots, if you checked your soils, if if you buy the right soils, 
Roots Organics makes some of the best nutrients and the best fucking soil you will ever use. That is what I recommend to people. I recommend Roots Organics every fucking day to every single person. Every person. Because Roots Organic soil is very loamy. It's very light. They have several different lines. They have a cocoa core line. For every type of grower, they have a line of soil. Um, Roots Organics has been the brand that I've used for years to grow my cannabis, to grow ev- to grow virtually anything, and it all thrives. And they also have a seedling-specific soil, so you don't have to go out and buy more nutrients for a fucking seedling. So now, you fed your plant. It's time for a water. How do you tell it needs to be watered? If you can pick up that pot without a struggle... You're good. Now, now that I said pot, let's talk about the size pot you should be planting in and the type of pot. The type of pot you should be planting in is a fabric pot. You plant in a plastic or ceramic pot, you are dumber than a fucking box of rocks. Because if you plant in those, it creates a root ball. Buy a big-ass fucking... Um fabric pot buy buy a six buy a six gallon or a ten gallon fabric pot depending on the size of your tent six gallons are usually good fuck enough but what those pots are gonna do is the roots are gonna grow into the soil and they're gonna grow into the side of that fabric pot and when they grow into the side of that fabric pot they're gonna get air trimmed And that makes your plant happier. It makes your plant grow much quicker. It makes your plant bigger. It makes your plant happier. Planting in fabric pots is the best thing you can do for a cannabis plant. Any plant, tomato plants, everything. You can always plant in a fabric pot because if you don't, you're a dumb motherfucker. Now, I was taught by a master grower. That's why... I know these things the way I know them and the way I'm talking about them. So now, you're planting in a fabric pot. You fed your plant. How do you know it needs to be watered? Well, wait, let's step back a little bit. How do you know you've watered enough or fed enough? Well, depending on the size of the plant, you can tell. But once you get a little bit further into veg where it's a lot bigger and a lot, taking up a lot more space, once that outside of that fabric pot is soaked, you've fed enough. If you're using the right amount of parts per million, um, if you're using reverse osmosis water, if you're using the right nutrient concentration, if you're using the right things, your plant should not burn. It happens to the best. Everybody's plants get fucking burned. Tommy Chong's plants get burned. Pro growers' plants get burned. Shit happens. There's ways to fix it. It's not the simplest process, but you can do it. But now, back to how do you know if you need to water? If you can pick up that six-gallon fucking fabric pot without a struggle or without feeling any weight at all, Water that motherfucker. Alright? So now, 
you've watered. You wait until that soil is drier than a buck to water that bitch again. If you water that pot plant too much, like it's a fucking fern, it's gonna die on you. Or if you feed it too much, it's gonna die on you. So make sure you are watering at the right times. If you're going to water and you don't feel like it's time, don't water. Follow your instinct. If you feel like you shouldn't water, don't water. Now, let's touch on now you're in veg and your plant is huge. It's in veg. It's been on a 618 light schedule, which is the veg light schedule. It's a huge plant. It's huge. And on this podcast, just a heads up, I am not going to fucking talk about autoflowers because they're little fucking robots and they suck for yield. So now, back to that, what we were talking about. Your plant is fucking huge, right? Now, if your plant is huge now, there's certain things you have to do. Now, if you're having issues with it touching the light, top that bitch. That means taking off the vertical growth and so it'll grow outwards. You could um, low-stress train your plant, which means tying it down. But if you want a large plant, if you want a large plant but at a small stature, you have to start topping at the third node. Take that vertical growth off. Pull, clip that bitch right the fuck off. Pull it right off with your fingers. And let that bitch grow outwards. And then you clip those two. You clip those, it starts growing outwards. You clip those, it starts growing outwards. You clip those, it starts growing outwards. So now you have a plant with a larger surface area that will give you a larger yield. So you have a plant that is that is covering the whole floor of, or two or three plants that are covering the whole floor of your tent or grow space, and but you have all these tops. You have like 13, 14 tops per plant. Larger yield, larger surface area, way under the radar growing, and you are making, you are getting more yield per plant. Now me, I love to grow weed. I hate being stoned. You know, I don't even smoke pot. I I smoke tobacco and I smoke high CBD cannabis. I do not like THC. I smoke high CBD cannabis. I do not like to be stoned. But that being said, you do not have to smoke pot to grow pot. You don't. You do not have to smoke pot to grow pot. You do not have to use THC to grow pot. You do not have to smoke high amounts of THC-containing cannabis. You can smoke high CBD cannabis and be just as much of a pot grower, just as great as a pot grower, just as masterful as a pot grower as you were if you were growing tomatoes and not eating them. I mean, you can grow great tomatoes and not even be able to eat tomatoes because you got ulcers. So that's what I'm trying to get at is don't let anybody talk down. Like you grow pot, but you don't even smoke it. Yes, I do. I smoke high CBD cannabis. Now, we'll save some more of my cannabis cultivation for another episode. But now we're going to touch on meditation. And this is our live meditation part of the show, part of the podcast. I'm going to take you through a guided meditation. 
and we're going to do this for about 20 to 25 minutes and I'm going to take you through this meditation and we will do this every podcast after the first topic and then we will continue our conversation. Now we're going to start. So what I want you to do is I want you to Sit down on the floor, lie down on the floor, get in a comfortable position that is comfortable for you. Lay with your hands open if you are sitting up with your legs crossed, lie them on your knees. If you are lying down on the ground, make your hands, palms your hands face up and and breathe and lie them on the floor. Now, what I want you to do is slowly breathe in and breathe out. And when you breathe out, relax every muscle in your body. Choose a muscle, breathe in, breathe out, and relax that muscle. Now, you to begin to breathe and do not pay attention to the breath get into a natural rhythm of breath and what I want you to do when thoughts come in your head observe them let them pass through your mind and observe them as if they were a passing cloud don't ignore them Observe, but don't acknowledge them. And breathe in a natural rhythm. Alright, that is the end of our meditation segment. Hope you are feeling more relaxed. Now, on to our next topic, which is psychedelic mushrooms. Each podcast we will cover a new psychedelic medicine and some information about it. Now, when we're talking about psychedelic mushrooms... Um, let's talk about um, psilocybin cubensis. We'll start with that mushroom because there's several different species of psychedelic mushrooms. But let's talk about white teachers, psilocybin cubensis. So I've had my fair share of experiences with mushrooms. I think that people that use them in a party sense are absolute idiots. 
Um, it's not supposed to be used in a party sense. It is a spiritual teacher. And if you're using it in a party sense, personally, keep yourself away from me. Now, um, if you really think about the journey and the spiritual realm that mushrooms bring you into and the things that it can teach you and open your eyes to, why in any way, shape, or form would we use this in a party sense? Now, there is a national bullshit party created by some dumb fuckers in California called Shroomfest. I personally hate those people that created that. Shroomfest is nothing but a bunch of stupid teenagers getting together and, and taking mushrooms. This I do not support. Now, I am only 19. I've seen a lot of shit. I've seen a lot of dumb fuckers take mushrooms when they weren't ready and have a bad trip. I don't feel bad for them. Why would I? Why would I? There's no they 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 know. They don't know what they're getting themselves into. They should have. I don't feel bad for the people who have bad trips. Why should I? Rolling a blunt. Rolling up with me. So going up with your boy. So now this bullshit. With these dumb 20-year-olds going out on spring break, or these dumb college kids going out on spring break and taking mushrooms and doing all this dumb fucked shit, you're stupider than hell. You have to be in the right mindset. You have to be in the right state of mind to take these spiritual teachers. Because if you're not, you're going to have a bad trip. I've seen too many bad trips. Too many. I've been a trip sitter. I only take mushrooms once a year because that's how intense the experience is. The experience is so intense, I do not bother, bother to take them more than once a year, once a year, because I figure I have some things and I need to learn about. I use it to learn things and figure out things I need to do and be taught something through this spiritual plan. It's not something I'm doing for fun. The Native Americans, okay? have used magic mushrooms. The Mazatec shamans have were using magic mushrooms in the spiritual sense. People in Mexico, um, Maria Sabina, the mushroom shaman who introduced North America to mushrooms, was cast out of her town, of her of her village, because she brought she showed the the sacred plant to us. Really? I mean, think about that. Think about how sacred something has to be for a whole community of people to kick out their shaman. To kick out their mushroom shaman. Are you serious? Please use this this psychedelic gift, this gift from God to further yourself and better yourself and do things the proper way and not just take them to take them because it's not a toy and when you have a bad trip you will learn the hard way it's not a toy i've had plenty of bad trips but i knew they were for a reason not for some stupid shit that's why i quit smoking high thc weed i learned it on a dmt trip that's a completely different psychedelic medicine that we're not even going to touch this episode. That's episode five. Now, let's 
end the podcast here. It has been your favorite hippie. Your favorite pissed off fucking hippie. This has been the Loving Lions for Peace podcast. Stay high, stay lifted, and increase your spiritual awareness.